I wonder if we could begin by you telling me what you had for breakfast. <laughs> I had coffee, toast, butter, and some jam. And of course, some fresh orange juice. In Uruguay, 80% of people drink mate, a sort of tea, an infusion. You put some dried herbs in a sort of calabaza. People drink mate first thing in the morning. Then they have breakfast. My name is Elena Fonseca. I'm Uruguayan. I was born in Montevideo, and I live now in Montevideo too. I'm the host of Never on Sunday, a women's radio program, which is one hour long every day from Monday to Friday, six o'clock in the afternoon to seven. Nunca en domingo, el periodístico de Cotidiano Mujer. Conduce Elena Fonseca. Buenas tardes, ¿cómo están ustedes? Hoy martes 6 de marzo. Eh, quiero contarles algunas de las actividades que hay en... Eh, por el día del 8 de marzo, por el mes de la mujer. My husband was a diplomat, so we traveled a lot. We stay in different countries, Spain, Canada, Switzerland. So my children, I have six children, were brought up in different places. When we left, Uruguay was one of the most peculiar places in Latin America because we had a tradition of very stable democracy. In 1910, 1920, we had several presidents who established sort of welfare state in Uruguay. We were called Latin America, Switzerland. We had a sort of equality. There were not many rich people, not poor people. When we went to Spain as diplomats, we left a country which was that way. When we came back for good, we had a dictatorship, civil and military. Our dictatorship started in 73 and ended in 85. Chile, Argentina, and Uruguay had dictatorships at the same time. Brazil had it 10 years before. What happened with women? The women were involved in Tupamaros and the guerrilla. They were weapons and had the same responsibilities as men and the same way of fighting. If we compare the three dictatorships, Chile, they shoot them, Argentina, they disappear them, and in Uruguay, they went into jail. Communists, socialists, Tupamaros, they were persecuted the same way. Our president now, Jose Mujica, was in jail for 14 years in very bad conditions. One moment, they say, Uruguay was the country which more political prisoners in percentage of our population, of course. Military thought that men would spend bad time being alone in separated cells. And if women were all together, 12, 14, in the same cell, they would fight. Why? Because women always fight. They cry, have a scene, and so on. Nothing happened that way. They had a sort of statement among women in jail. The enemy was outside, not inside. They were not going to fight. They were very cultivated women who were in jail. They told, well, let's go and make a theater. Of course, everything was not permitted. They had to make it when they didn't look at them. Theater was very important for them to be out of themselves and to create things and to make sceneries with nothing. They created that way of surviving. 
And of course, they helped women who were not as strong as others. Some of them gave classes, English classes, French classes, etc. There was a sort of university in a way. One of my friends learned Latin and German in jail. Very few people went crazy, although there were psychologists who really wanted to poison their lives, to poison their minds, to say, yes, I know you are missing your children, but they are not more in the country, which was not true. The grandmothers and the grandfathers were taking care of them. In 85, they were all freed because there was an amnesty. Some of them went in jail at 18 and said, okay, I won't be able to have children if I go at 40 or 50. That idea was in their minds. Most of them had children when they went out. They were still able to procreate. When the dictatorship ended, the dictator was so involved in itself. They had no relation with people because they don't want people to talk and they didn't know what people thought about. So they called for a referendum, yes or no, if they want us to stay or not. They were sure that everybody would say yes, because of course dictatorships are always surrounded by those people who say yes and yes and yes. I remember that day of the votation. We had enormous anxiety because no one knew what the other person in the line thought. No one dared to speak. You could go to jail because of speaking. At seven o'clock, the news started. General XX put his gun in the table and he said, we have to recognize that we lost. The no won. We weren't able to applaud or to make something else. That time began a way of expressing ourselves which was not identified by person. We opened the windows and started to put all the stuff of the kitchen, cocks and pans, wow, 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 make a sound. By night, nobody saw you, nobody identified you, and all the neighborhoods were full of that. And this was a sort of knowing that you were with many people more. That time was beautiful. My group is called Cotidiano Mujer. We started wanting to make a women magazine, a feminist magazine. At that time, when women were in jail and women were outside, we had no way to connect with feminism. We called ourselves feminists. It was not a good word in Uruguay at that time. We found ourselves a lot of 20 women who came from exile, from the prisons, from here and inside, but we thought more or less the same. Sometimes they ask us, why did you close yourselves with just women? We needed to think between us, just by us, to name everything. What is prostitution? Women who go in prostitution or men who are the clients who should be blamed? What is maternity? To have a child like cows or to care for a baby? We went in touch with other Latin American people and European and North American people and thus we started to broaden our ideas and our targets. Then came the radio program. Conduce Elena Fonseca. 
Colaboran Ana Pañela, Constanza Moreira, María Ángela Yaimo, María Goñi y Malena Laucero. En la grabación comercial, Marianela Elisheik y Miriam de León. En los controles, Néstor Campaña. En grabaciones, Daniel de León. I have a group behind me. We are in touch every day. Everybody comes. Do you know what happened at that place? Do you know what she went to? So I'm very rich in that kind. And of course, I spend three or four hours with the news of all the world. We try not to have the classical information of the agencies, to have different information. Our program is called Never on Sunday, not because we don't have a program on Sunday. At the beginning, a very well-known person, Melina Mercuri, died, and we loved her so much, we said, okay, fine, let's put our program Never on Sunday because of her film. 60 drachmas will be fine. I offered 80. I don't care if you offered 180. Why? Because I don't like you. I don't make it a condition that you like me. I make it a condition that I like you. <laughs> the music of the program is the music of the film in which she works as a prostitute in Greece, in Athens, in the Puerto del Pireo. And she said, fine, I work every day, never on Sundays. And on Sundays she went with her friends. <laughs> I am Elenota Fonseca, and this is El Mundo Escondido de las Chicas, de las Mujeres, Hidden World of Girls, Muchachas y las Mujeres en las que se convierten.